the dude's name? Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, it's have what? you seen that movie? Which movie is that? I just know he does that. I forget the name of it, but it's like one of those like teen angst movies. So it's like the main character is like the football, like the quarterback of the football team, but mm-hmm. he starts. So of course, you know, if you're the quarterback of the football team, like you hang out with the jocks, right? Yeah. He starts hanging out with the stoners, ah. and like so, like he's like not even wanting to play football anymore because he's like, dude, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. And I don't know, Matthew McConaughey, like his character graduated like two or three years ago, and he still like shows up at like he's like the one kid that never really graduated. Gotcha. And he's always. <laughs> Hitting on high school girls. So, trying to keep back on topic here with the, you know, all right, all right, all right. It's a good movie, though. I like it. Do you know what it was called? Take that as a no. I'm pretty sure if you Google just Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll come up. Or or the whole thing where he's like, good thing about high school girls is I get older, but they, they stay the same age. Oh, God. That's where, like, the family guy got it from then. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. So, what is up, everyone? This is, like, episode 9 of the podcast. Um, at this point, we're just releasing it whenever we feel the fuck to release shit. Yeah. So, unfortunately, Gobby's not here with us, so I know everyone misses his lovely voice and laughter. We'll still do the plug. Oh, yeah. I, I can't laugh like Gobby. If I try, I... No, I don't think anyone can laugh like Gobby. No. So, you know, we'll, we still got him with the plug. I'm pretty sure he's going to be pissed at us for doing a podcast without him. But he's at Field of Screams, you know, getting his, like, living life scared out of him. Not really. He loves it. He'll, he laughs the whole time there. I don't think I can see it. I can see it. He laughs. All right. So on this topic, we're going to be talking about, I mean, this episode, we're going to be talking about another thing of music. So I'm pretty sure you guys are either fed up with us talking about music or actually enjoy our music talks because we talk a lot about music either way you guys have no choice yeah you're pretty much going to sit through this and on top of that we're going to be talking about comics superheroes villains you know we got the new venom movie that just came out recently i heard it was eh yeah it was probably just eh but either way you know it's still cool to finally see venom oh yeah definitely at least at least from what i saw in the trailer like the sit like the venom suit well yeah, suit looked really good. I like they did its justice. Yeah, I just hope they actually like somehow tie it in with Spider Man or something. That would be unless dope. this movie takes place sometime in the future, because technically Spider Man is supposed to have the Venom symbiote first, and yeah. that's how when it got Ben bonded to Eddie Brock, he had the same style costume type thing. But I digress. So, kicking it off with music, let's talk about you know this all these new latest like albums from like rappers and rock artists i feel like i don't know what like and it's funny because jeff and i have been talking about this like it feels like every friday like three albums drop or at least i find out about like two or three new albums i'm like what the fuck or like i i completely forgot that like it was coming out either that or you don't really keep up with music all that much well because it'll be like bands and artists mm-hmm. I listen to, but then there'll be like other like bands and artists. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even know that they were coming out with an album. Cool. Like I had no clue Logic was doing a new album. No clue. Yeah, I think Logic hinted at it when he dropped uh, one of the songs. I forgot the name of it. He just released it out of out of the blue, and since it had the um, the Young Sinatra 
like cover art to it. Yeah. Everyone anticipated another Young Young Sinatra album coming coming out. I don't think he ever like said when it was being released though. Um, besides that, like a couple days bef- before Logic dropped his, you know, Lil Wayne dropped a Carter Five after fucking what four years. Oh, so, is it true that like because I wasn't keeping up with that. But he said he was going to release it one day, then everybody was waiting till midnight, and then he did not release it, and he was like, I'm releasing it on my birthday. Basically, yeah, because um, I think it was his daughter also was in on it, and um, he's uh, one of the basketball players for, I think, the Rockets. Um, Chris Paul? No, it's not Chris Paul. James Harden? James Harden. They all posted something like with the Roman numeral 5 in red on their Instagram, and I think the number 23... So everybody thought that they were gonna, well, he was gonna drop it, like on September. Artemis. September something. And so, yeah, there was a whole lot of speculation that was gonna be dropped on, on midnight of one of those days. I think it was midnight on a Thursday. Yeah, people were so pissed off that, you know, that album did not drop on that day. But then it dropped like a few days later. More like a week later. Cause, a few days. Because I'm pretty sure everybody was messaging him, giving him shit. Like, yo, where's this album that was supposed to drop? But the thing is, though, when all that was starting to happen, nobody actually said the album was dropping at this time. Everybody just assumed yeah. that it was going to drop. And then he was he finally came out and he was like, nah, I'm dropping it on my birthday. And it actually has a decent amount of songs, too. So if you like classic Lil Wayne, like, you know, I want to say has a very, like, Carter three like kind of vibes to it okay so if you're you're big into that or like still like Lil Wayne you know I recommend it because it's it's definitely a different take than what's out there right now oh yeah definitely oh yeah especially since he's the one that kind of inspired a lot of these new younger generation artists like um prime example is Young Thug Young Thug pretty much came out and said that the only reason he his sound and everything was because of Lil Wayne and then he ran with it and made it his own unique thing and just popped off. So there's that. Then, you know, a couple months in, in the summer, we had Dance Gavin Dance drop the album Artificial Selection. Yes, yes. Dope. That album is amazing. That we had um, earlier this year, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Bless the Fall dropped their album. Under Oath. Under Oath also. Which, but that was like the first album they dropped in years. Yeah. So I honestly prefer the um, Bless the Fall album over the new Under Oath. Like I like some of the Under Oath songs, but Bless the Fall had an overall like better sounding album. Okay. I I haven't listened to it yet, so I might have to give it I'll give Dude, it a listen. Do it! It's so amazing. That Bear Tooth just dropped an album like what today or or yesterday? No, no it was last week. Last week, Siler yeah. dropped Seasons. Like I was excited for that. Um, what's been a lot of really good music, um, Dude, definitely. And then, what, but what other albums? Tool is actually came out with a new album like a couple months ago too. Oh yeah. shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, they they're coming out with a new album. I, it's not Maynard. I think it's because Maynard he dropped a new per, a Perfect Circle album. Mm-hmm. So, but Tool is still coming back. Um, the Offsprings are coming back after so many fucking years. Which, that'll be awesome to listen to. Oh, yeah, some classic punk. All we need now is the Misfits to come back. 
Rancid. Oh my God! What if Rancid came made a comeback, bro? <laughs> I would love. I would love. That to would see. be some. That'd actually be really cool. I would. Love I'd to listen see. to it. Oh yeah, I would love to see Rancid play live. That I don't think Green Day is gonna make a comeback. I think they they stopped for a bit. Never been been a big fan of Green Day. I. Like some of the songs, no. I'll listen to them every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't be, it can't be something like I won't have a Green Day song or songs on my phone. But if they're playing on the radio, I'll sing along. Okay. I mean, might as well if Green Day were to come back, My Chemical Romance would have to come back. Dude, everybody's been wanting them to come back, and it's never gonna happen. And I was actually going through my um, Facebook memories, like I would say, like a couple months ago, and I seen a post that I shared from My Chemical Romance. It was a video, and it was a, a flag with a cross waving that said MCR on it, mm-hmm. and it started playing the um, the Black Parade theme song, and everyone lost their fucking mind, that. thinking that it was like, oh my god, they're coming they're back. They're coming back. Yo, everyone was losing it. I'll admit, I lost my shit. And wasn't it just to announce like a 10-year anniversary of they, the album? Yeah, they were re-releasing it, and like, on for the better, I guess, mastering and recording of the of the album mm-hmm. so like all this like hype and speculation like yep. there was so much of it that i guess the either the producer or someone or some someone from the band had to make a post or like come out and say we love you know thank you for all that love and support but we're not coming back and i was so devastated <laughs> imagine if they would though i would you know like shit. they would break the internet oh hell yeah I would lose my shit. They'd break, might as well just bring out the guy liner. Oh, for the real? Fucking, the black polo with a red tie. Oh, yeah. Everything back. You know, paint your fingernails black. You know, go all out. The bucket, the hand socks. Oh, yeah. Dude, I will buy, like, tour tickets, like, almost immediately. Like, for as many dates as I can. <laughs> I'd, I'd go. I feel like that, that would let me live the, the way I wanted to live. At you know, that age, you know what's crazy is um, I actually have a, a friend that got to see them live like a couple months before they they broke up. Oh shit! So I was like, damn. It's kind of like um, not not on a similar scale or like on the same scale, but similar was when you know Blink One Eighty Two were making a comeback. They were still with Tom DeLonge, and at first they were like, Tom DeLonge left. Then they were like, no, he's not. He never said he left. Then they, they said, oh, no, he's he's officially done. Then Tom's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And everybody's like, what the fuck the is going on? The whole fiasco that was going on with Yeah, that. it was like back and forth saying like, you know, Tom's gone. No, I'm not. Okay, maybe he's not gone. Okay, no, he is gone. Yeah. It was like some some fucking random shit there. Uh, anyways, I think Blink-182 is actually coming out with a new album also. I believe so. I, I, I know I heard that. Yeah, I think they were... How, so, how did you feel about their California album? I actually liked it. Yeah, it was it's, pretty cool. I liked it. It had a um, kind of the album uh, "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." Yeah, it had a very similar vibe to that, and I think it's mostly because of Matt or Mark, Mark, yeah, Mark Hoppus. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they keep calling him Matt. I don't know, but I liked that album. I, I thought it was good. Yeah. It, I mean, it's of course it's different since since Tom's not in it. But yeah, and they got the. I still from, liked it. Yeah, they got the guy from Alkaline Trio, which I guess he's officially the the third member of Blink One Eighty Two, Matt Skiba. Okay, so it's not something that's just temporary. I thought it was temporary, but no, it's it's official. I like him though. Oh, yeah, he's he's definitely. I I will admit, I 
I'm more of a Tom DeLonge fan myself. Well, yeah. I mean, we're used to the lineup that we saw growing up. But. Yeah. But he, Matt Skiba is definitely a better singer than Tom. Yes. But, but Tom had that California accent that made Blink-182 unique, you know? And, of course, you know, the guitar riffs and everything. But mm-hmm. I, I, I still give it up to Matt Skiba. Like, he, he has He's a good, good... Yeah, he puts like, a twist his, to His to voice band. is better than Tom, but... Who else is gonna enunciate words like Tom? Yeah, like when they played um, what was it? I miss you. Like during Tom's part, Matt just doesn't sound. Where are you? Yeah, basically, no one can do that. Although there has been talk that um he wants to, he's been talking to Travis to bring back um Boxcar Racer. Ooh. And that would be lovely. That would be cool. It would be cool, but you know they're but older, then, so. <laughs> You know, singing about like teenage angst and everything again. It's they would have to mature boxcar racer, and I can't see that. You happening. just can't do that. But then my thing, is, like I could see them doing it to plus forty four with you know Mark and and Travis. Yeah, because they weren't too teen angsty. Yeah, but boxcar racer. Oh my god, they were, they were yeah. like yeah, they were like classic good Charlotte. Oh man, dude, actually I love good Charlotte back in the day too. I I was a fan, I liked them, but. Okay, so out of all the new albums that have come out recently, which one's your favorite? That's a tough one. Now, granted, I mean, you haven't listened to the whole Beartooth album. Honestly, I haven't listened to the full Beartooth album, but it's definitely coming up to be, like, closing, it's closing in on number one. But at the moment, if I had to rank it, because damn, like, it's, it sucks because... For me, even though like I'll say, you know, this is my favorite song, this is my favorite album, I could be I'm bullshitting in line because I have too many favorite songs and favorite albums yeah. and shit. But at the moment, if I had to rank them, I have to give Artificial Selection like the number one spot at the moment. I feel you. Give that. I would have to give Siler, um, Seasons. Seasons was good. Number two, the Carter Five. I have to give that number three. Um, then. I would have to give Bless the Falls album as number four. And while Logic's um, Young Sinatra is really good, I'm I personally like just one song off that album. Okay. So I have I only listened to it once, and I was playing PS4 as I was. So I really didn't get to listen to it like and actually pay attention mm-hmm. to it. So I gotta I gotta give it another listen. Okay. Yeah. As, as, like number five will be kind of hard because there's so many other albums that you know that could be coming in as number five like you know Eminem's Kamikaze that just dropped out of nowhere yeah and like a few other ones like I, I personally like Drake's um, Scorpion album it, I know for some people it's been like a hit or miss but it, it was something like you can chill and vibe to you know like if you know how I feel about Drake yeah yeah, you, you still like the classic, we'll, we'll, we'll go over that later. Yeah, but for right now, those, I would have to give them my top five. Top ten. Blah, blah, blah. Top five. Top five? Yeah. Um, what about you? Uh, so, Beartooth's Disease album, to me, that's number one. Like, that, like, there's not a song on there that I skip. Like, I can listen to the whole album and be like, this was amazing. Um, number two, artificial selection. Like that album, dance, Gavin, dance. Like you guys, 
did an awesome job with that album. Um, there's probably only like two or three songs that I don't listen to. <gasps> I remember the other song I was talking to you about earlier today, Evaporate. Evaporate? I, I really like that song. I think though. Johnny Craig is in it. it I, there's somebody, he sounds like he used to sing for dance. Oh, this is Kurt. It might be Kurt. Yeah, I can't tell the difference between them. They sound the same. Oh. Kurt and Johnny Craig sound the same. I, Johnny Craig has a lot more soul. Like he gives his um, vocal style a lot more of a R&B, R&B soul to it. Um, Kurt, it's, it's very more, I want to say like a classical type thing. But still, they still sound very similar. Yeah. I can't tell the difference. I, I can kind of tell the difference. I can kind of tell the difference. I guess because I've been listening to, to Slaves a lot more, and Chris got hyped because he's also watching the baseball game right now. Sorry, Aaron Judge just hit a homer off of C Craig Kimbrell. Oh, We're only shit. down by one. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, guys, but this is the first time that I get to watch the Yankees and the Red Sox play in the playoffs since I've been a baseball fan. Sorry. I'll edit you guys that are listening later. on headphones. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, God damn, that shit spiked like hell. Yeah, you're going to have to edit that. Yeah, I'll quiet that down. Um, but yeah, so... Yankees so are closing in. Okay, yeah, we're only down by one now. Um, ooh, Apo Taco. All right, so I have disease, Diseases by Beartooth. Artificial Selection by uh, Dance Gavin Dance. Third, um, it came out like in the middle of the summer, but um, Logic's mixtape. Which one? Uh, Bobby Tarantino 2. Oh, I thought it was three. Or not two, Bobby Tarantino 2. Yeah. I liked it. Oh yeah, that was really really dope. I I fucked with it cuz it So I like I like a good majority of Logic's music, but with his Everybody album, it it got annoying after listening to it like for the third time. Cuz like granted like, you know, like it's cool that like he rapped about like all the like the shit that's going on in the world, but it's just it just wasn't something that's like you can listen to all the time. It's like yo, like I'm not trying to listen to like a message right now or like words of positivity. Like I'm trying to go the fuck in right now, bro. And that's I feel like the Bobby Tarantino too. Like it it delivered that. Uh, yeah, I guess that's one of the main reasons why he made it was because everybody was coming at him so much about you know the whole positivity message and everything. Which and I fuck with it, no doubt. But, and, and that's why they got the uh, you know the Rick and Morty yes at the beginning with like <laughs> which halfway. logic yeah. which are we talking about album logic where he gives a message or mixtape logic like give me some of that ATL titty rap <laughs> that shit was hilarious um, uh, fourth um, there was one more album I forgot to mention sorry to cut you off no, go ahead. the Wonder Years Sister Cities. See, I haven't listened to it yet. Like, I listened to half, and I just I couldn't make my way through it's, the other half. It's so amazing, man. It's it's a really amazing. I have to give that one number five, honestly. Sister I don't, I'll have to give it another shot. Yeah, it's and apparent. Like, I was listening to like their very very old album. They had a very kind of almost a day to remember vibe when they first came out. Really? Yeah. I can't picture them like that. I couldn't either, and. Um, Cause now, like whenever I think of them, I'm like, yo, like they're gonna put me in my bag. Like that's my sad music. Yeah, but the the main singer, uh, Soupy, mm -hmm. he um he came out because they re-released the first album with a better you know mix to it, 
And he said, you know, if you like the What year did that come out? I want to say like 2008 maybe. Okay. Like, like me, so um, they've been making music for about Yo, they've been a while around for a while. Like um no, four years strong too. They've been out for a while, but four years more strong. than four years. Yes, <laughs> like that's when, always been a joke. I've said whenever I hear when you found glory, like created a tour called um the Easy Core um tour. It was mm. you found glory with a day to remember. Um, I think a band called like Stay Strong or or something like that, and then four years strong. Hmm. Um, See if I could find the album. So why you find that? Um, Seasons for me, that's number four. Mm-hmm. Um, number five. Um, oh, there we go. Um, their first album was called "Get Stoked on It." Oh wow! Yeah, and it's it was a very like I want to say mid-2000s like vibe to it mm. it was like around the time where everyone was wearing like neon colors everything like oh, it was very like party rock type stuff sorry for party yeah rockin'. it was basically like that i remember those days yo whatever happened to lmfao they um actually broke up they they didn't like they didn't have no ill will because i was looking into that yeah i mean because they're, it's uncle and nephew. Yeah, the the dude with the bigger fro, that was the uncle. Mm-hmm. And they were actually related to the dude that founded Motown Records. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they, they were already set. They actually started making music for, like, the fun of it. Yeah. And because they knew, like, they found, like, a unique sound, and they started rolling with it because they knew they would make money off of it. And they just used that money to, like, fund other other avenues. They there now there has been talk that they want to make a comeback just for the fun of it also. I mean that I don't know, like I if if I they mean, come with it something. Their unique, music I think it's only good for the summer. I don't, I don't that's know. typically like who's gonna party in the winter? Yeah, everyone parties in the winter. But you just gotta believe hard enough, man. <laughs> just gotta believe. I don't know, it's just whenever I think of their old like of their songs, like I think of summertime. I think like I have memories of like me fist pumping and shit. So that um the first Wonder Year album, Get Stoked on It, came out in two thousand seven. So it had a very like two thousand seven, two thousand eight like like song titles. Okay. So examples. One of them was it's titled "About to Get Fruit Punched, Homie." Oh God. Hold on, there's still more. That, that's cringy. Then. One of them's called Zombies Are the New Black. <laughs> then there's one that's called Dude. Damn it! What is a we land lost. pirate? I mean, how, how bad do we lose? It's 5 4. So, you're, you're right, you know? You want it to either be a tie or lose by one. Well, I wanted, I wanted us to be down by one or tie the game by the ninth inning. So, because then Craig Kimbrell's a beast. Granted, the granted, Judge hit a homer off of him, so that's cool. So at least he doesn't feel like he's under, like he's the shit against yeah. the Yankees. Because I mean, we Judge took him deep, but we were down by one. You got what you wanted. I wanted the W, but 
As long as we win tomorrow, we'll be fine. Yeah, it's the first game. Now though, if we if we go to if we go to New York down 0-2, then we're in problem. Then we're in trouble. Yeah. Um, let's see. Also, there was one title, song title called "I Fell in Love with a Ninja Master." So you're gonna have to remind me to listen to that album because I can't think of them having like a, a day to remember sound. Yeah. Like they they originally started off like that, and then a day to remember just kind of like rolled with it and started like became mainstream. And with they it. took off. Yeah, but there's I guess talk that Newfound Glory was like the ones that are the godfathers of it. Okay, that like sound. Yeah. I call it pop punk. It, it's sort. very pop punk, but they started calling it Easy Core because after that tour, they had like a you know a pop punk sound, but mm-hmm. it had. They were like the few pe- bands that had breakdowns on it, so you know that okay. drop C tuning and like yeah. you know the heavy things. Yeah, and then you know you had other bands coming in with a more of a of a heavier like gent sound, like um, I want to say, what's a good band to describe it? Motionless in white? No, too much. No, there was other, there were very pop punk bands. Okay. But it had a bit even heavier tone to it, kind of like um, you've listened to the, what's it, what's it called, uh, Betraying the Martyrs cover to uh, Frozen, Let It Go. Okay, yeah. So that when they do the, their breakdowns, that heavy, heavy sound to it, mm. combine that with like a very pop punk sound. Huh. Yeah. There's a there's a band that I found out that they broke up years ago, and I just recently found out about them. It's called Me Versus Hero. I feel like I've heard that name before. They're actually really, really good, and I'm upset they they kind of broke up. Mm. But speaking of like old bands, is there like any old bands? I know we already discussed this, but any old bands you want to see them make a comeback besides you know the mainstream ones? I can't think of any. Can't think of any? You're, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the point. How about you? There's a band called. Um, uh, Fair to Midland, I think it is. And let me see. I think it's Fair to Midland. Because the only ones I could think of are like mainstream. Like it'd be awesome if System of a Down were to like. They're they've been in but talks. Like if they were to make like new music though. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they've been talks about making new music. It's just they can't come to a, a freaking agreement. Yeah, the band I'm talking about is Fair to Midland. They came out like years ago, and the main singer has a very high voice. Like and higher than Kellen Quinn? I want to say like it's... Or around that around, around that area. I'll play some songs later on, but it's very unique. They had a very unique sound. They just remember need... when I first listened to... to um, I think it's Skylight Drive. No, it was Kellen Quinn's band. Sorry, I can't, I can't think Sleeping of it. Sleeping with name. Sirens? Yeah, I thought it was a chick. Everyone thought it was a chick. Yeah. I mean, I, I showed you thing, um, a Skylight Drive, and you thought that was a girl. Did I? Yeah, Michael Jackman. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, I listen to their music a lot more often, though. I bet. Yo, F, when I was first showing you all these bands, you, you weren't having it. You were like, no, I don't want it. Just, oh, God. Get, like, get this devil music away from me. <laughs> Yo, I specifically remember showing you Motionless and White, and you refused. No. You adamantly refused to listen to Motionless and White because Yo. they look exactly like Marilyn Manson. Yo, so legit. I didn't... E- oh, God. So he... So Jeff sent me like all these videos to watch 
off of YouTube and legit I just saw like a snippet of the video. I just saw a picture and it was Chris motionless. And I'm like, nope, not doing it. Dude, I even sent you videos of um of mice and men. Before. I think I was just being lazy and just didn't want to dedicate. Yeah, time. and that was that was like months before we went out to to the 2014 war tour. And I was telling you, listen to these bands, listen to these bands. I think the only one you actually listened to was uh, the Word Alive. Not even. Because you knew the song um, Life Cycles. I, uh, the only thing I knew was I'd rather die for what I believe than live a life without me. <laughs> After that, I didn't, I couldn't sing to it. I think it's only because of um, all the times I played it in my car. Yeah. But, dude, I sent you so many different bands, and the only one that actually stuck with you was Dead by April. <laughs> and they're... They were not even on the caliber of all these other bands. No, not not even close. Oh, man. I, I think it's just... I don't even know why they stuck to me. And I still listen to them every now and then. Mm-hmm. And, like... Like, I'll still jam to the, like their music, but I'm just like, yo, like, y'all niggas, like... Uh, y'all gotta stop being so broken-hearted, man. Like, it's like every song, they're so broken-hearted. Yeah, I, I can feel that. That's kind of like my my main thing about um the Amity Affliction, too. Yes. Like, I, I like some of their songs. And then seeing them live just fucked up their music for me. Anytime, like, any of their songs... Like, I don't have any of their music anymore on my phone. Mm-hmm. So the only music of theirs I have is on my PS4, on, on Spotify, and I yeah. skip it. Because every time it starts playing, it pisses me off. I'm like, yo, like, these niggas... Like, but the thing is... They it- were bad live. It might have just been that one day, but the thing is, like, the screamer was no, on point. Told. Okay, but the screamer, the, the vocalist sounds like that. Oh god, so all the time. I note to self, never see them alive again. Yes. But the screamer, he was actually really good. No, no, the screamer was on point. But. but my thing is, my only issue with their songs is like, yes, they have an amazing message about you know mental health and all that stuff. Okay, I understand that you know if you do that, maybe three three songs or so on, a, on an album. Maybe even once in a while dedicate an entire album to that message. But if every single one of your songs is about heartbreak, mental health issues, this and that. No, but, like, they're the newest not to, album, at least that I know of. And we're not trying to bag on them. Yeah, or be disrespectful to anyone with mental health problems because it's a really big issue. It's just, it's kind of like what Chris was saying with Logic's thing about, you know, having the uh, the biracial message on, on the Everybody album. Yeah, like, it, it just... Like, after a point, it's like, we get it. We, we understand. You know, this is a big deal. This is what you're trying to spread awareness of. Okay, you've got to change your style sometimes, you know? Yeah. Like, you just can't release the same stuff. Like, the whole album, I mean, granted, now it it's implied in the album title. But they're, at least from what I know, their newest album for uh, Amity Affliction, mm-hmm. um, this could be Heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. That Nick, if you're going through a breakup, do not, don't do what I did. Don't listen to that album after a breakup. Oh, no. That is a terrible idea. That's yes. like listening to Marco Antonio Soli after a breakup. Oh, God. Don't do it. But yeah, besides that, um, so I already said Fair, Fair to Midland was one that I would like to see you come back. I don't know if um, is we came as Romans still together after the whole incident. I doubt it. When, like, and this is going to sound bad, but, like, I feel as though, like, in bands, like, and this is going to sound terrible, it's easier to replace 
one of the instrument players as compared to like replacing one of the vocalists true because with the vocalist that's like that's the image of the band like basically yeah because once once you hear okay you may hear guitar riff and instantly know okay this is this band but to some other person as soon as they hear someone's voice they instantly recognize them from okay they're from this band or this is the song playing so yeah it's they're the face of the i mean the screamer for we came as romans he has a good voice too Mm -hmm. but i don't know if he'd want to do all the vocals yeah unless they get someone else but i at this point i don't see them like continuing on because they they're already taking a break from music as it was so they might just be like well i thought they were getting ready to go on tour actually oh really yeah right before it happened because i know I believe they were, but I know that they weren't making any music because they wanted to get make like a different sound. Yeah, they were trying to work on making a different sound because I mean, yeah, now they can. Now they can, but it's gonna be hard for them. But yeah, they they had a very not simplistic, but they sounded kind of the same out of on every single song. Yeah, on it, every album they released, so it's. It wasn't anything unique, and I guess that's why they were really being pushed down until they started making, like, you know, some of the cover songs. Yeah. Like, um, was the, the, the Trouble song. Trouble, Trouble. Yeah, yeah I actually liked it. I, I thought it was pretty good. And they did, they did a cover to the song, um, Glad You Came. Oh, yeah, that was another one that came to my head. I, that actually got me into the band. Like, I thought that song was pretty awesome. Oh, um, so I really liked the album, but, and this album's old. Um, Wires and the Concept of Breathing by oh, Skylight Drive. I completely forgot. I love that album. Dude, like, I downloaded every song off that album. I'm like, yo, this album's a shit. It's like the Under Oath album. Um, when that came out in 04. Oh, yeah. Damn, man, I keep forgetting the name of that. But that whole album, I fuck with it. Oh, man. Got me looking through my, my Spotify. Dude, the, uh, the Color Morale's Desolate Divine. So I don't know any of their albums. Okay, so I only De- have one song of theirs on my phone. Desolate Divine is a really, really good album for the Color Morale, mm-hmm. and one of their favorite songs um, for me off that album is the um, uh, Clip Paper Wings. They're only chasing safety. That there was on by Under Oath. That was on by Under Oath, and there's another one, um, Keep Me in My Own Head or something like that, because the chorus it goes like. Um, keep like take me out of my head but keep me in my body or something like that okay it is it's a really good song the only song of theirs i have on my phone is um lonesome soul yeah i've heard of that that song i like it okay so we we pretty much talked about a lot of like the new i guess not newer but a lot of uh more rock related albums you got any like rap albums that you really liked i mean i the Everybody album when it first came out, I I listened to it a lot. Um, also, the Bobby Tarantino too. Kamikaze, I mm, I listened to it like two or three times. Mm-hmm. It's just not something. I, it, not something that you can just sit down and just like bump to every like all day. Like it's just with rap music, I gotta feel in the moment to listen to it. I can't just listen to it like how I listen to like rock music all the time like i i just can't like it's just one of those like it's like me with like listening to like bachata mm-hmm. and stuff like that i have to be like in that moment okay so it's just like one of those one every once in a while type thing yeah now though my go-to like rap album 
Actually, I got a few. Any of the Kid Cudi Man on the Moon albums, mm -hmm. one and two, which Kid Cudi, if you can come up with a third one, that would be amazing. Kanye, any old Kanye. <laughs> the classic Kanye. Not, You know what's funny? Not, not, not none of the new stuff. Kanye, no. after Wayne dropped his album, I guess Kanye decided to release his Yay album early because of that. Hmm. He released it like a couple days afterwards. How was that one? I haven't actually listened to it, and I kind of don't want to. Because like, I, I already know that one of the songs is um, the I Love It song with oh Lil God. Pump. Granted, it's catchy as hell because it's Lil Pump, but it's... You're it's not. such a fucking slut. I love it. Yeah. So I'm a sick fuck and that's a quick fuck. Yeah. But it's nothing like how Kanye used to be, which no, is a problem. Like, uh, but a lot of people like, love this shit. <laughs> it's just like met like uh, okay, so I feel the same towards Kanye and Drake. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, yo, like oh man. Like dude, like Kanye, like yo, like Nick bro like you were on some like you were on to something bro like from like 04 to like what 2010 2012 really? just about like so far um over a decade kanye was like any album kanye dropped was like fire what the fuck like graduation college dropout was the shit um 808s and heartbreak was the shit i actually like uh graduation more but um, I know, like with Chance the rapper, um, Coloring Book was a really good album from him. Mm -hmm. um, but going back to like classic, like old, older stuff, Drake's like "Thank Me Later." Oh or, my god! Um, I think that's that was one of them. "Thank Me Later," the one day he had like a red face on it, right? Was that "Thank Me Later"? Mm, Is it? It was black and white. I, I know there was one that he had like a red like image to it. I don't remember the. Yeah, it was Thank Me Later. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is red. Sorry. Yeah, so it was like black and Yo, red. Every, I don't skip one song of that album. Dude, actually, I really like that album. There was that. Um, I listened to. Uh, if you're reading this, it, it's too late. Yes. I'm not a big fan of that one. Wait, what song says I have in that again? Um, let's see. It was legend. Was that one of his mixtapes? Yeah, it was like one of the random mixtapes. It was like they had energy. Like, what was it like? I got energy. I got a lot of energy. Got a lot of people trying to take me on the energy. Uh, then they had Six God and a bunch of other stuff. Nah. Uh, what was so far gone was another. Yes. Goal. So far, like Drake, like from back then. I'm cool. With it. I'm in my bag. I'm cool. I'm chilling. I don't know, I guess a lot of people prefer his newer stuff now. Uh, nah. Huh? Nah. I guess for me, some of the older rap stuff, I like um, like Lil Wayne's Carter 2 and Carter 3. Dude, those albums. I guess the, re the point where I started getting into Lil Wayne was after I listened to Go DJ. Like okay. It was a really, really old song when he was still rocking with Birdman. Um... I started looking more into him, and apparently, he stopped completely. Stopped writing music. Like he does not write anything. No, he freestyles everything. Yeah, everything he he just goes into the booth. Whatever he's thinking about, he'll just 
off yep. off the top. And that was after like he released one song where you can literally hear him ripping out the pages of his of this notebook. It was like every single line that I have written down here, I'm just gonna spit it out right now. And he's just going spit and spit and rip spit and spit. I think it was like a thousand bars or something like that. But Jesus. Yo, he he went in and after that he just off the top every single song and they just come out fucking fire oh my god especially that the mr carter with jay-z dude yes at that i do yo fucking love it but yo this carter five album is dope um there's a few favorite lines that i have um one of them fuck he says uh, money over bitches and above hoes that's still my favorite love quote i was like yo classic that um there was another one with uproar that he has uh, Swiss beats on. Ooh, nice. It's dope. He says talking about some fake niggas based on true events. Damn. I was like, yo, that's that's fucking legit. Sorry if you guys are hearing something random and weird. Um, Jeff bought pumpkin cake donuts, so I just opened. Because we're a bunch of basic bitches. Yes. Oh man. Oh my god. Your love. Yeah. I know, I know how to pick out good shit. Is there anything else we want to cover music-wise? Um, I guess we pretty much covered a lot of music stuff. Otherwise, you know, we can talk about musical beef. But the only one, only two major ones was the Pusha T and Drake beef, which he completely wrecked his life. I mean, that that was done real quick. Yo, like I understand Pusha T started it, and then Drake tried to respond. You know, the whole Meek Mill style with memes and. And whatnot, and then Pusha T was like, "Oh, cool! You know, you got a baby mom. You want to be a funny guy? Yeah, you got a baby mom. No one knows about. Your best friend is dying. Your mom is depressed because her, you know, your dad left her, and you care more about your dad than anything." I'm like, "Damn, damn, man! How you gonna do him like that? You got a kid that you don't want the world to know about. For real? You fucked the porn star. And then I guess the only big one was um the Eminem and MGK, but." I mean, MK met everyone, and then MGK was the only one that actually responded. Yeah. And then MGK was like, pretty much like, fuck Your you. Your beard is weird. Yeah, like, <laughs> fuck you, and fuck G-Eazy, and G-Eazy's like, what the fuck do I gotta do with this shit? <laughs> yeah. So, I think G-Eazy murdered MGK on his diss. Yeah, I, I'd say it was a really good attempt. Like, for me, it wasn't anything, like, lyrically, like, oh my god, he has some like sick wordplay no no it, but it was yeah it was something that like if I was MGK I'd feel some type of way well the thing is like with MGK it was he subliminally subliminal blah, 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 I can't speak subliminally yeah that word dissed g Easy cause he said the only easy that I rock, rock with is Easy e like he said something with G the line before that he said the only easy that I rock with is easy E and then kept going so then G easy felt some type of way about it and actually like directly responded and MGK was like I don't give a fuck about you and just went after Eminem over some shit that you know of course Eminem took forever to respond to like you know the whole thing with him with MGK about saying about Haley and yeah. shit which Either, yeah, it's pretty fucked up, no matter what. Like, she was like 16 at the time. You're like what, 20 something? Like, dude, you don't do that at all. 
Like, especially if this and is... And out of all people, yeah, you go after Eminem's kid. And... The crazy white boy. That, and you say that... That you, nobody you know, fucks with. Yeah. And then you go around saying, like, yeah, Eminem inspired me, this and that. And then you're going to say this shit about his daughter? Like, of course he's going to ban you from Shady 45. You don't diss the guy that the game is scared of. And you know, the like, game. I don't know if you guys have seen, like, that interview... But yeah, like legit, like I forget who was doing the interview with with the game, but they're like, "Yo, who's the one rapper you do not want to diss?" Oh, he didn't even think about it. Eminem, that white boy's crazy. Yeah, and this is the game where he he will diss anyone. He he went after Meek Mill, Rick, Rick Ross, everyone. He he didn't give a shit. He said, "If you got a problem, pull up." But he was like, "I don't I don't fuck with the white boy." He was like, "Nope." Even Dude. when when he and Fifty had their beef, he stayed away from Eminem. Yep. And if Eminem tried to like hop on that shit, he was like, "Nope, I'm done." Nah, nope. nah, nah. Whoa, bro, calm yeah. down. And I'm, we cool, we cool, we cool. Yo, especially with that kill shot disc that Eminem dropped, a lot of people were upset because, you know, Eminem should have like gave up, stopped rapping years ago. Like this is the whole argument from I guess some of the people that didn't like it. Yeah. Was that Eminem is like forty and he's going after like a twenty year old like. You know, it kind of looks stupid on Eminem's part, and that he should have—he, everyone knows he's the goat. Like, he should have just stopped. Do you think he's the goat? He's okay. I'd say he's. You think he's the? Wait, no, that's a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Failed. I'd say he's definitely one of the top lyrical rappers. Yes, lyric. Yeah. Like the very, one of the top lyrical rappers out there because he could rhyme literally anything. Orange. Yeah. He can make anything rhyme. Now, my thing with rap is that I view it in different categories, which is why I like different yeah. types. Um, Childish Gambino said this the best. You have rock. You have so many different types of rock music. You have you know heavy metal, death metal, you know metal core, death hardcore, core. death core, um, hair metal, glam, glam rock, you know classic rock and country rock. Why is there only? Why can? Why do people only categorize rap as under one thing? Like See, rap. I don't. That's the thing. I uh, don't either. That's why if I'm in a mood to, you know, vibe out, just have fun or whatever, I'll play some Travis Scott. I'll play some Lil Uzi. I'll, fuck it, I'll blast out to Lil Pump and, you know, jam out and shit. I can't do that. I know you can, but I'll, I'll do it. I'll jam out in my car, uh, you know, and have fun. But then there's other times where, you know, I want to hear something like, you know, some, some sick lines, some sick bars. I'll listen to, to Tech 9 to, to Logic, Hendrick. Nas. Nas, oh my god, yeah. I'll listen Jay-Z. to Jay Z. Yeah. I'll listen to anybody lyrical. Drake in his heyday. Yeah, but back then he wasn't really lyrical. He was I No. Well okay, never mind. Sorry. I, I spoke out of term. Um so for me, like with Drake, like he just spoke about real shit. Yeah, he's he spoke like, about real shit. Like he made it like okay to be like, yo, like nigga, like I went through some shit and like like my life has been tough. Like so here's yeah, that's same thing with Kid Cudi. That's why I always fuck with Kid Cudi. For for me, those are more like meaningful rappers. Yeah. Um, like J Cole and them, everything. But for me, lyrical will be some crazy out of the, this fucking planet wordplay. Like Andre three thousand. Uh, yeah. Yo. Three stacks. Um, Yo. Like the the Pusha T and Kendrick song where Kendrick just did a whole rhyme scheme off of nine and tens. Yo. Like, back when I was nine. What was it like? Nine comes with extensions, so when there's tension in the air, nine comes with extensions. Oh, that 
was a whole crazy like wordplay. And I'm driving yeah. when I first listened to that. I was like, oh my god. And then talking about selling his dad coke yeah. or like dope or whatever, he said like, why, like, why you tell me why you're gonna be my connect? Go figure, motherfucker. Every verse is a brick. Your son's dope. I was like, you. Kendrick, that dude's in a class of his own. Like that. For real. Like, he can come at you with like six different flows in one song, bro. Oh, he he kn- in one song. And he knows how to make people fucking mad. He'll say one one line, and they'll have every rapper in the United States trying to come after him. Bro, how you gonna diss people in a song you're featured in? How you gonna like the people that you're in the song with? You diss them, and then you're you're from Compton. And you're like, bro, I'm the king of New York. What up? It's like, whoa, yeah. that's a bold statement, and bro. Not on but I will not disagree with yeah, you. Not on some 6ix9ine shit, because 6ix9ine just likes to troll and be stupid. Oh, but Treyway. Treyway. Fucking Treyway. Now let's stop before we get <laughs> shot. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. It's fucking Treyway. Oh, yeah. I think it's, it, he just became a he. He's part of the meme culture, so he knows how to get 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 attention. He knows how to you know, he knows how to market himself, which is why Fifty you know, like that about him. That's why he, kind of Fifty kind of endorsed him, because Fifty does the exact same shit. Like he will troll the fuck out of someone. Yeah, and so he seen that that was kind of smart on Six Nines end because he knows how to make people talk about him. Which is why his songs keep coming out on top. Mm-hmm. So, as much as I don't really like him as a person, I give him I give credit where credit is due. Kid knows how to market himself yeah. and his music very well, and he's not stupid about it. He does stupid things, but when in terms of comes to his business and everything, he's actually really fucking smart. Um, like the interview he did with the the breakfast at Breakfast Club in New York, mm-hmm. he said. Cool, you guys can say whatever you don't we, we can address all these other issues but I'll tell you right this right now this interview will be your number one video by tomorrow DJ Yecho their number one video beforehand was when Birdman showed up and was like put some respect <laughs> on my name and walked out <laughs> with his fucking arms crossed yeah I ain't gonna tell you no more yeah so that was their last number one like video. We finish or are we done? <laughs> I was like both. <laughs> like, huh? So yeah. So, Nani? <laughs> yeah, kid knows how to market himself. Um, I think we. Oh shit, we got like 15 minutes in. <laughs> we we're just talking about straight music. Yeah. Um, did you want to say that? I, mean, I I thought we were actually talking for longer. So that's actually not bad. I was gonna say you want to save like the comics for when Gabby's here because I feel like he had he will have a lot of a lot of input on this. We could do that. Yeah, and we just save this topic as for straight music as we spend our straight music talk. Oh man. So yeah. Um. Anything else you want to add about music? Uh, music is great. <laughs> music. Is, music is what makes the world go round. Music is love. Music is life. Yes. Um. Any other albums, like, I mean, might as well just continue the topic of music. Yeah, for Are there any longer. albums that, like, you can just listen, that in your mind is perfect? Doesn't matter how old it is. It's just perfect. Like, you do not skip one song. There's about three. 
Okay. Four, actually. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm like, multiple are coming into my head right now. So, number one, off the bat, shit, they're kind of tied right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, and no order. Just No, no order. Okay. No, just, okay. just name. You don't have to rank them. <laughs> Please don't. Don't make me do that. <laughs> oh, no, because I know I can't do it either. Yeah, so, it will have to be Linkin Park's uh, Hybrid Theory. Okay. Meteora. Yes. Um, Blink-182's... Um, I think it's it's either Dude Ranch or the um, Dude Ranch is the one that has the cow on it. Yeah, that because I think that's the one that Damn It is on. Yes, and they have a, a lot of good songs on that. I like their um, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket because yes. that was a very like. That's the one with the with the traffic light. Yeah, and that was like the because that's the anthem and the anthem part two. That and I think that has also has first date and yes. a lot of the the stuff that we started listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, I have to give it to uh, Dance Gavin Dance's um, Mothership album. I feel like you. I that album was actually the album that introduced me to them, and then I kind of went back into the history and started listening to all the other other albums and yeah. see where they came from. Was that the first one? No, that wasn't the first one that Tillian was on. He was on the one before. Yeah, he was on the one before. But acceptance speech, no. I don't remember. But this is kind of like what's, I guess, not symbolized, but what established their sound. Yeah. What they what they so, would sound like. But that sound that they had, they really didn't have. Well, the album. So the first album with Tillian. I mean, granted, you can. They went a different way with their sound. But it's nothing compared to Mothership. Oh yeah, like cause a lot. A lot of it was because they were still in the, um, I guess, in the sound that would suit like Johnny Craig and um, and, his and Kurt. Yeah, I, I can never know Kurt's last name, but whatever. Kurt, his um. But his you can sound. see how different the band the, okay, because like, I like their song "Uneasy Hearts" way the most. I like it. I don't know why. I fuck with the song. It grew on. Mm-hmm. Don't know why, but I'm like. And I'll listen to them. I'm like, wait, this is Dance Gavin Dance. I'm like, this is so different than like the groovy fucking like in your bag yeah. kind of shit with Tillian. But I'm like, this is still cool. But like, just in my mind, whenever I think of Dance Gavin Dance, like I honestly think of Tillian fucking gyrating and humping the air. Like, and my man's just fucking grooving. Oh, yeah, that's it, that's the thing with Dance Gavin Dance. Like, even if they're like playing some like a little bit of a hardcore portion of it of their songs you can still just like vibe out to it yeah. like you don't know how to react to their music and that's actually pretty cool yeah um i would also have to give it to emma rosa their 151 album which is like the one that has helpless and, a, oh, okay. and a few other one like um i was gonna say blue ivy i don't know why it's not blue ivy but it has the song porcelain yeah porcelain the um helpless cloud nine Cloud, yeah, I was gonna say that Cloud Nine was the one I was thinking about. Dude, I love Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine and Helpless, cause Helpless had a very Michael Jackson feel to it. Yeah, it and did. It, and it was, I think, not only was it because of the um, that trill he does on some of the words. Um, Yo, my man's just that trill. Like he just pulls up. He just does it out of nowhere. Yeah, and just in the middle of the song. 
And if can, you, can we play it? Like, would it sound well? Like, oh. I don't know. We're about to find out. But it's like, yeah, like just us explaining it doesn't do its justice. Like, I the mean, dude can fucking sing. Yeah, that's can. one of the best vocalists I've heard like oh. in rock music. Sorry, it's yeah, it's the one three one album. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Let me just fast forward some of this. This coming up. Like, how can you hit that? Like, how can... Like, you could just put, hit that note out of nowhere. That... I don't know. But yeah, that song had a very Michael Jackson vibe to it. Mm. And also... I like the, the video. Oh, yeah. I was going to say... Cool. I was going to bring that up. Like, the video was very unique because, you know... He, he was pretty much controlling this this woman, and she's like dancing around, you know. And that, that's I, I really love that that portion of it. And also, the song Cloud Nine was very very theatrical. Like, yes, it was like him walking around. He's like kind of transferring himself into other people's like body, like walking in their shoes type of thing. It was really really good. Amarosa is actually a really really amazing band. Yeah, they even are. even when Johnny Craig was in there, they were really really good. Um, even though Johnny Craig is kind of like, not kind of I'm pretty sure he is a complete fucking douchebag he's an amazing singer yes. which pisses me off to no end because I he, wish I could sing that like exactly like that he can fucking like, he's got pipes yeah motherfucker can sing his ass off but he's a douchebag that can't be denied <laughs> like oh my god like how do you like you have such an amazing voice, and you can do so much with it, and you decide to rip people off on some fucking MacBooks, and then still treat people like shit. Like, dude, like, why do um, all these people get some good luck? And then, the guy may not be a complete douchebag, from what I've heard. He's actually a really nice guy. Is um, uh, Vic Fuentes from Pierce the Veil. Mm. He seems like a pretty yeah. genuine dude. There, from what I, I've been told from other people that met him. He's actually a pretty chill dude, but yo, he, he's another person that can sing. Oh, yeah. He can sing his ass off. Um, the one dude that I I don't... If I see him in passing, I, I probably won't even say what up. I'll just be like, oh, look, it's that guy. It's uh, Ronnie Racky. Oh. Dude is like six foot something, and he's a complete douchebag. <laughs> it's a complete douchebag. But his music is catchy. I will give him that. Yeah. It's Bad Girls Club. <laughs> that's my one of my guilty pleasure songs. I don't, I, I'm not afraid to admit it. But the thing is, like, if I see him in person, I'm, I probably won't even acknowledge him. Like, oh, look, it's Ronnie Racky and just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something where, like, he knows he's a douchebag. But the, and that's his thing. That's just, just his shtick. And he rolls with it. And he does it well. Yeah. But, dude. He was meant for that. Yeah. Th- that's his, his life role. Which is why people like him and shit. Now that he got shredded, it's even fucking worse. Yeah. Um, another person that got really well at singing is Danny Warsnop from Asking Alexandria. Did he? Yeah. He, well, after they, they grew up, he started getting more of a... It's weird, because he went from a... They're, they're British. Yeah. But he started moving... He moved to, like, the Midwest... Like of the United States and has a very he came out with like a country style album and what? he yeah and he's <laughs> that, that was after he left Asking Alexandria when and, uh, We Are Harlot or something like that 
Yeah, he, he came out with We Are Harlot, and then um, he released a solo album. And he sounds very fucking American. Hmm. I kid you not. It's He's actually, like, it's a unique voice for him. Yeah. And he has no British accent whatsoever. And some of their, their new song, Into the Fire, or, mm-hmm. like, album, it's actually a really, really good sound for them. Hmm. And it's good, be- too, because, ooh just drove by because um, even they even said it themselves that back then they weren't they didn't really give a shit about the type of music they wrote Yeah. and they just wrote whatever which is why it was very simplistic but now they they actually took some time and kind of thought about like you know rhythm and everything all that stuff yeah. instead of just breakdowns and being like, more complex with it Instead of like zero 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 one zero 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 one zero zero one zero zero, you know, basic yeah. shit. For me, some perfect albums. For me, um, this is gonna make me sound like such a fucking like a hipster, but the Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. To me, it's perfect. I will not skip a song. Yeah. Granted, I have to be in the right mindset for it. Like, I can't be like. I had to be really chill, like in a good like headspace. Yeah, good headspace. Like I, I can't listen to it like randomly. Um, Drake's what was it? Thank Me Now. Thank Me Later. Or Thank Me Later album. I can listen to that whenever. Kid Cudi, any of the Man of the Moon albums. I'll jam to that whenever. Um, Mothership by Dance Gavin Dance. Uh, I mean, I'll have to skip like one or two songs. Honestly, I, I can listen to, to the entire album straight without... It's, I, I had a time where I listened to too much Dance Gavin Dance, so it got a little annoying. I feel you. I feel you. But it, it happens every now and then. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even when, like, some some Blink-182 songs for me, because Blink-182 is, like, one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Like, ever. It is rare for me to say. But there's some songs that I've listened to it so many times that I'm like, okay, let me listen to something else. Yeah. Um, again, like Linkin Park with Hybrid Theory, Meteora, the no. reanimation album. Oh, man. I forgot about the reanimation album. Honestly, For- with a lot of Linkin Park's albums, I can listen to it completely straight without skipping a single one. Mm-hmm. Um, the latest one, Hunting Party. All right, was it Hunting Party or was it like... The newest one was... Uh... I'm like way off. Yeah, Hunting Party, that came out at, like, 14. Because <laughs> I, I brought that up because of the the little thing I got from the album. Yeah. Um, What was the newest album? No, it was the... Uh, it wasn't, I forgot the name of it. Like, I have one of the songs playing in my head now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because that's the song Heavy. Yeah. Oh, One More Light. One More Light. There we go. And th- funny thing is, the, the song that came to my head was, like... Who cares if one more life goes out? <laughs> I'm like, what's the name of that song? I'm like, oh. what's the name of the album? One more life. Oh, that. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh yeah, duh. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely have to say like Meteora was like one of my go-to's. Yeah. Um, for a while, it was Siler's Help album. Mm-hmm. I could listen to the whole thing and not skip a song. But I have the CD in my car, and I've listened to it so many times. I, uh, I still have the CD. I get tired. But 
it's not an album that I can listen to it straight without skipping. There's probably like one song that I'll probably skip, but that was a seasons one. Oh my, yeah, Yo. seasons. It's it's awesome. I gotta I gotta download it on my phone. Yeah. So, yeah, those are pretty much our favorite music albums of all times, I guess. For now. Yeah, for for the time being. Until something else comes out and we're just like, oh my fucking god, mind blown. Dance Gavin Dance comes out with a surprise album. That or fucking Tillian starts rapping and he's like they're on par with Eminem. Why can I see that being a thing? <laughs> oh man. Why can I just see Tillian just rapping and it works? I can see John in, Mess in doing gap. it. I can see John Mess doing it too. But he'd be a weirdo about it and it'd be so cool. Yeah, he he'll make some like random ass lyrics that you'd be like, well, why? But okay. Like he doesn't already. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Riding a rhino pico de gallo. No. When we first saw the lyrics for what inspire the liars, and we're like, wait, what? Can can you look up the lyrics so we can read it off to it to the people that have stuck through this long? If you have, we have a treat for you. Okay. So. Oh yeah. So <laughs> when he comes in, he says, "I don't really want to be the bitch." That gets its shit, bottles it, deliberately swallows it, one less contestant life. They'll provide the documents to make believe you're gonna fit, spend your time as militant, self-help, perfection hype. Okay, so this isn't the weird part yet. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> Let me see, where is it, where is it? Cause n- and then like once Jeff pointed it out, anytime I listen to the song, I laugh. And then when they sung it live, I'm just I'm like, <laughs> he's gonna say, he's gonna say, oh, okay, he just yeah, said it. Here it is. Aliens have spoke to me and shown me how to see. The parable is terrible, but I don't give a sheet. Get it? Sheet? A penis wide that towers high is coming at your feet. The story's old, the butthole full of cancer spreading meat. And he's screaming this, folks. Poetic as fuck. Yes. Um, But I think Betrayed by the Game also has some weird lyrics as well. Um, I guess the the second, the second verse where he says, "My mental, my mental image impaired, undid the braids in my hair." He doesn't have braids. I ran destruction in the fight of, of my inner fields. Remove the tricks of the trade. You're just alone on the stage. There's no witness. Fly your soul through the windshield. Poetic, poetic as fuck. I wonder how he comes up with his lyrics. Pretty sure he's fucking high ass because dude is, from all the interviews i've seen dude is awkward as hell and i love it i've seen I, i've kind of gotten that vibe off the videos because i really like he'll just be there and it's just cheesing because like he he creates these awkward silences and i do it too unintentionally mm-hmm. but i'm okay with it because i actually you know i'm good with being in a room and not talking to anybody but for other people that's uncomfortable yeah so i had to you know just find a way to make random shit you know work Sometimes random shit actually just me making random noises and it makes it even worse. Yeah. So I relate to John Mess so much on that level. So he's cool. I, I'd like to hang out with Dance Gavin Dance. Pretty sure. I feel like they they're really cool to hang out with. Either that and or like, they get you really high. Yeah. Like I was just gonna say, like <laughs> I feel like Tillian would peer pressure you really bad into doing some drugs, but like you wouldn't feel peer pressured at all. Like. Cause just because his voice is really like high pitched, yeah, and, even like, naturally. Like, 
I, I can't even impersonate his voice, but like he'd be like, "Come on, man! Like, do this line of coke," but he'd say it like so, like an Attilian Pearson way. It's just he's like, "Oh yeah, coke is good. Let's do it." Like, I forgot. What was that tweet he posted? Oh my god, it was like um, it was close to New Year's last year. I follow him on Twitter, and he posted my New Year's resolution is to give up, um, was it drugs except for weed, hardcore liquor, ecstasy, angel dust, um, cocaine, and a few bunch of other stuff. And someone replied to him. He was saying, "Tillian, think about the kids. You know, you have people looking up to you." And he pretty much replied back saying, if I'm going down, they're coming with me. <laughs> and I related to that so much. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I think that's a good way to end it. <laughs> yes, guys. Talk about how fucking Tillian's going to take all the... Actually, that sounded really... I was going to say something, but that would have sounded really bad. So, yeah. So, guys, remember, <coughs> do all the cocaine you can. Smoke a lot of weed. Cocaine Christmas. Yeah, cocaine Christmas, especially Christmas coming up soon. So remember, get your kids some dime bags of weed, cocaine, ecstasy. Do all that, you know, because we're out here thinking for the kids, man. We're doing it for the kids. You know, we got to support, cherish them, and give them a shit ton of fucking Dude, drugs. Dude, like, I just thought back to, like, the D.A.R.E. program and, like, how you <laughs> promised you would never do drugs. Never do drugs, but we're doing all the drugs now. We're doing all the drugs and we're not stopping because that's how we live the best life ever. Okay? So here's the final message. Do all the drugs. We love you guys. And save some cocaine for us. <laughs>